The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town, which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades, as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always, shampoo and conditioners are two for $20, and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo paraben and sulfate free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great and as always you can find blue roaming around the shop so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today welcome into the pokes report podcast zach lancaster here alongside brian murphy uh, a little bit of a different week, a little bit of a weird week coming off in an anomaly game, kind of a once-in-a-coaching-tenure game. Uh, was it the worst loss, I think, since 2005, late October 2005, a loss to A&M. Uh, 48-nothing to Kansas State this past weekend. No, we, we haven't played the Kansas State game. When does that start? Because that clearly didn't count, whatever we just did. Uh, next year, I think. It's next. Man. That's, so that's the first road game uh, of the year for me this year. Good. And last, yeah, probably not going to done. I mean, well, gonna, you and I are zero and two on the road. Granted, yeah. OSU is zero and two versus purple. Yeah, yeah. Kansas Jayhawks colors are uh, blue, and but unfortunately, it's red. Blue and red, and blue plus red make <laughs> not purple. Purple. It's oh, not purple. We're not gonna. We're not Vegas. learning our primaries today. Um, Call Vegas. But I am going to Norman. I'll, I'll be in because it's okay. a it's an in state game. I'll be yep. going to Norman, but. Yeah, it was a uh, bit of a rough weekend, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. Maybe ten-ish minutes yes. uh, that we're going to kind of kind of go over that because there's not, there, but there's a few specific things we want to talk about <laughs> that we can that the team needs to figure out going forward. Yeah, and and I know that there are no moral victories in sports, so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and we're not going to sit here and and say, well, this this is a, a thing, you know, here's a silver lining, I, but there are a few that you can look at and say, okay, well, this this is sort of good and it's something to build upon and that's like yesterday like tanner brown got good rest tanner brown got good rest unfortunately um but like gunner gundy when gunner yeah. took that hit nerves went away you know there's the video of him zoomed in and his hands yeah. are shaking i think a lot of that was adrenaline obviously sure. you're, you're down big terrifying situation complete opposite of arkansas pine bluff so i don't i don't fault gunner but we're going to talk gunner yep. because i think I, I would probably say that Gunner is going to be the quarterback this weekend. Um, we don't know yet, um, and we won't know until the quarterback trots out yep. on Saturday. But I, I well, like Adrian Martinez was the first one to go yeah. out there and lead the. He was leading the starters through warm-ups, warm-ups yeah. and then all of a sudden here comes Will Howard. And I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Spencer will do that. I don't know if they'll send him out there dressed up or not. But depends on the injury. But yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing. I mean. I'm I'm not saying that you need to start Gunner because it's Kansas. You know, this this is not the Kansas of e- even last year, you know, but it's not Kansas of a couple of years ago. This is a good Kansas team. Even with Jason Bean, you know, I think that you can't just show up and expect to win. And and Mike talked about that yesterday in the availability. He said that, you know, even like the past couple of years, when you go to Lawrence, I mean, it's a it's a one to two possession game. Now there are the anomaly games. Sure. Um 
was it 2020 when Shane Illingworth started and they won by several uh, several scores. But you can't just go up there and just expect to win. And I, I think that's how it is on Saturday. Even if Jason Bean is the one that, that goes out there, they said that Jalen Daniels is practicing this week. Take that for what you will. He's still an or on the depth chart. But it, it if, you're, if you're Spencer, he's taken a lot of shots. He took a lot of shots against Tech. He came out against TCU and looked good in the first half and then took a couple of shots, and obviously something was wrong in the second half. But the the thing is, you don't. I don't think you beat Texas without Spencer. So it's a really fine line of we need to rest him, but do we? can we afford to rest him? Does he need the rest? Yes, but I don't know. And then obviously Kansas State, it was, a, it was just a whole mess. So you couldn't run the ball. The offensive line struggled. The defense struggled. I mean, it was such a weird – and you hope it's an anomaly game because that's the thing. There's little facts that have come out over the past three to four days. Like this is the first time Oklahoma State hasn't been ranked in the top 15 since mid-September last year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there, I, I just had a, a Facebook memory pop up from 2020, and it was a loss, but it was number six Oklahoma State losing to Texas in 2020. You know, So Oklahoma State has been good. This was one of those games where everything falls apart. The fan base is like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know, the players are completely dejected coming out of the locker room, and it was such a strain. The, the media, I mean, it was an all-around, yeah. you know, mess. You you know, recruiting's horrible. You're not going to get this guy. What are we doing? Why can't they do anything? You know, you've had a couple of days to breathe. You've had a couple of days to relax. This team has won a lot of football games. Things will be okay and that's where we move forward with now. And that's where having a quote-unquote get-right game versus Kansas, uh, it's it's perfect on the schedule. We said four or five weeks ago this was going to be the gauntlet of the, uh, yeah. of the schedule, Kansas being the you know kind of the back end of that, and then you come back home to Iowa State. And if if Gunner, I think you know to go should should Spencer start or not. The way he came, I mean, TV captured it all. They were capturing him on the sideline, putting the hand under it. I mean, everything was going towards collarbone, shoulder, yeah. that area. Well, and, and when, he, when he left late fourth, was or early fourth, it was around nine minutes or so is when Gunner came out, they took him into the, uh, into the Kansas State training room, and he was showered and dressed before the team got back into the locker room after the game. Yeah, We heard Mike say yesterday, you know, he was asked, should you have pulled him sooner? And he was like, obvious. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, oh, yeah. We, we should have pulled him sooner. But I can kind of understand why. I mean, nothing was going right, but he still gives you, I, I suppose not even injured, but Spencer still gives you the best chance to win. I, I think Gunner is a is a good quarterback for a young guy, but Spen, he's not Spencer Sanders. Like, Spencer obviously gives you the best chance to win on offense, now, if you can't move the ball, if you can't, if the offensive line falls apart, if the running game is non-existent, it doesn't matter who's out there. But I, I get Mike's reasoning. He's, yeah. he's what forty some odd games in. He's experienced. He obviously gives you the best chance. So and, and you could go and, back and pull him. You would. But and forty-eight nothing was not on Spencer. You had guys falling. You had guys dropping passes. You had you had Brennan Presley getting chased down, ball punched out. These things are that type of stuff is not on Spencer. No. The fact that we couldn't run the ball, the offensive line was is not creating holes. Like there is a scheme issue here. They that ha- we are not creating holes for these running backs to get there. You can have like I, I think I I 
tweeted to you on uh, either tweeted or texted to you. I think it tweeted it. The to me right now, the biggest issue in Gundy's career right now is this run game. Absolutely. You have to get this right. Yep. Now, thankfully, you're going against a team that you can get it right against. You should be able to pound the ball straight ahead with the guys we have, the guys they have. You should be able to pound the ball straight ahead and average four-plus yards a carry against Kansas. You look at it, um, and it, it's all it, – at this point, it's really apples and oranges. You know, I mean, you can you can look at comparisons all you want. You know, well, Oklahoma State's averaging this, and the defense they're going up against is averaging this. But, it, you know, it doesn't it, – it's kind of a bit of a moot point at this point. But there haven't been too many situations. It's Cal's opinion. That's true. From friends. <laughs> Oklahoma State has struggled. Mind. I think they've smoked and mirrored their way through this season – being able to run the ball. They've, they've had a couple of situations where they can move it well. Obviously, Spencer gives you a good chance on the ground. It's been rough going the past couple of weeks. The offensive line has struggled mightily. There haven't been, and I'd have to go back through, so I, don't, I haven't looked at every single game over the last no. however many years. There haven't been too many 1.8 yards per rush performances. No. This team has struggled to move the ball, but this, this, when you go through these stats, that's where you're looking at, okay, this has to be an anomaly. You would hope that it's an anomaly. They were 5 of 15 on third downs. That's typically doesn't happen too often. That I'm not saying that they go 90%, but they typically have more than 14 first downs. They typically have more than 54 rushing yards. They will typically have more than 163 passing yards, and they typically average more than 63 yards a play. And or excuse me, sixty three plays per game, and three point four yards per play. It, that's where you look at this and say, okay, was it a bad game? Yes. Did everything go wrong? Yes. Tom Hutton gets injured. That looks pretty. That looked pretty nasty. Spencer gets injured. You're not completely hopeful about that. Preston Wilson goes down in the middle of the game. He's able to get himself off the field, but he goes down the game. He comes back. You're already without Hunter Woodard. You're already without Dominic Richardson. Ollie Gordon's dealing with a bit of a groin thing. Things just did not go your way at all. And it's like what Mike Gundy said. You know, he talked to Kleiman after the game, and, you know, he said, I don't think we could have played a more perfect game. And I said, well, you picked a day to do it. Absolutely agree with that statement. Oh, one more time. Uh huh. So, never, and I don't think I would have ever expected. And you know what? To be completely honest, there haven't been too many situations the past four or five years where I've gone into a game. Now, 2019, you can look at 2018, 2019. There were a few scenarios where it's like, oh man, I don't. I don't like Oklahoma State chances here, but I you never anticipate something like that. So that's where you have to look at this and say it was horrible, it was depressing. I don't ever want to watch that game again. I don't ever want to see that game again. But if you go throughout Mike's career, there have not been hardly any no. games like that. So you have to you have if there are silver linings, which I know some people are like I don't I don't care about that. That's one of them. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. So as we. It, let's let's take this as if Gunner is going to start. Okay, okay. I like we're, it. We're, we're just going to go as if Gunner is going to start. Some of the things, some of the keys to me that he has that we have to do on offense. He has to do. To me, number one, he has to as a passer use the whole field. Right now, it seems like drop back. He looks right and 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 throws to to that side. Mm-hmm. 
He's got to use the whole thing. Now, that makes Jake Springfield the Caleb Etienne to Spencer. Jake Springfield now is the backside protector for the lefty quarterback. That that's a big role for Jake and and teams, you know, try to blitz off that, you know, off they blitz out every side, but a lot of times you're trying to come uh back there uh, behind a quarterback that can't see it coming back there. It puts Jake Springfield mm-hmm. uh and new right guard in a, you know, cuz he hasn't played a ton. Jason Brooks. Yeah, Jason Brooks. He, he looked he was okay. Yeah, and I and think that even mentioned that. Yeah, you know, they, that, they surprised him. Sure, and yeah, if you're if you're playing a little bit of uh, of roulette up there and the, on the front five and trying to figure out a run game, that's that's where I'm saying to me it's more of a the the run game issues are a scheme thing. Sure, because we're sitting there, you know, they love to show, especially whenever they have that overhead cam, and I, they had it in this game. They were showing Deuce Vaughn run up the middle in a five yard hole. Not one time did our guys run through anything that was five yards. And Mike talked yesterday about. Um, about the three down linemen and how you know he he says that the 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 stats are that the conference is playing uh, the run better with three downs than than four three down linemen than four. To me, that's I'm sorry, it's a little bit hogwash. You should be able three down linemen. You ought to be. You shouldn't be getting stuff zero to three yards. Yeah. If you want to say that they're not giving up the the long run, okay, I get it. There's eight guys back there. They're not giving up the deep pass. I get it. But we're struggling zero to three yards, yeah. you know, and that's where Gunner, I think, using the whole field and not just because that's one thing that Spencer has done well this year. He'll go to the left to Bryson Green. He'll go to the right to Stephon Johnson or Braden Johnson. He'll go over the middle. He's spreading the ball around, and I think Gunner has to do that. If he only goes right, you're going to shorten the length of the field because you're always going to be on the right hash. Mm-hmm. You've got to spread it. I agree, and I think when you look at when you look at him, you know, I would imagine that he is probably taking a significant number of first team reps this week. Which, if you go back now, he takes a lot of reps anyway. You know, he's taken the second team reps, and I'm, I would imagine that he has taken at at times first team reps throughout the throughout the weeks. But going into a game week, knowing that you're probably going to take all, a majority of, maybe not all, but a majority of the first-team reps, that helps you way more than, okay, well, we tried to give Spencer a chance, and now it's Thursday. We travel tomorrow. All right, Gunnar, we're going to have you We're gonna have you take some first-team reps. And this is a big week for Garrett Rangel. He's now the backup. You have to prepare as the backup as though you're, gonna, as though you're going to get in there. Yeah. Um, from an experience and everything else standpoint, we hope, that doesn't happen. We hope that uh, you know. Although, gotta, although Oklahoma State makes backup quarterbacks look insane, and they have typically been freshmen or true freshmen. Well, so, so are we going to get a? Are we going to get a Brock Purdy moment from from Ringo from Gunner and either one? Either one of them. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm it's going to be. That. It would be Gunner. I'm good with that if he if he I, wants to. But I yeah. like Gunner, and I think that he has matured a lot. I think yeah. you know he was good in high school. He's developed a run game. He's fixed his mechanics a little bit. He looks better. Mm-hmm. He's more confident when he, when his nerves settle down. That like the first, if let's just say he does play at at, K, at KU, that first drive is his heart is going to be pumping out his ears, sure. you know, and and it's not going to look good. Like they they very well may go three and out, four and out. Well, and that's that's number. Well, we skip from one to three, but that's number three on on my list. Here is a three part sermon here. 
Um, number three is early success. He needs mm-hmm. to have some, whether that's completions, whether that's the, just calm the jitters. And we saw that he likes to, and, and Mike talked about it, he's a bit of a gunslinger. He's a bit yeah. of a risk taker. Yeah. That's just part of his game. It'd be like telling, be like telling, I'm going to go another lefty quarterback. It'd be like telling Steve Young, hey, you need to only hand it off and not uh, not take any risks with your uh, with your Jerry Rice. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to take risks. I mean, he's you saying we got Jerry Rice? Oh man, I'm, I'm in Stephon wow. Johnson. Step up. But um, no. So if he can get that early success, get that confidence of I belong on this level, he's going to play well. Yeah. Yeah, and and no question, and and you saw that, and that's where the silver lining from the Kansas State game comes in. That that first drive that he took, and I'll pull it up here so I know exactly where I'm at. Drives, nope, I want plays. Give me plays. There we go. Plays. Uh, scroll down. Start of the four. Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders. There's Deuce Vaughn. Uh, start nine forty four. Oklahoma State start on the eight yard on their own eight yard line. Welcome to the game, freshman. Jaden Nixon up the middle, loss of three. Gunner Gunny incomplete pass to Stephon Johnson. Uh, J- uh, Jaden Nixon up the middle, loss of two. Tom Hutton punt, 49 yards, and that's where Tom gets injured, which that was a he took a he took a lick. Uh, they score touchdowns. Gunner comes out, incomplete pass. Then he scrambles up the middle, no gain. Third and 10, a 10-yard completion to DeAndre Jackson. He gets sacked. He scrambles to the left for five yards, a completion to JPR for six yards, run up the middle for two, incomplete pass up the middle, and then he has a incomplete pass up the right, and then a 22-yard run up the middle. Yeah. I'm it, was not, not, it was a really nice run. I'm not saying that they would have scored a touchdown, but that run gets you to first and, first and 10 from the Kansas State 32-yard line. He immediately becomes the Cowboys' leading rusher on the day with that 22-yarder. He finished with 27. I think he looked that ball a little bit too far. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been an interception, but I think he attempted to try to do something a little bit too brash. Had he not done that, had it been an incompletion, had he just kept it or thrown it away or whatever, they I think at the very minimum – get a field goal on that yeah. on that play. And there were a few plays. You had the in the first quarter the Stephon Johnson third down drop. I think they that's either in the end zone for him or they get into the end zone a few plays later. You obviously have the Brennan Presley fumble, the ball punched out. And that that doesn't happen often for any Oklahoma State player. But you had I think they get into the end zone there. And then obviously here they at least get a field goal out of that. Now where does the and I I'm, I don't want to get into well what ifs but if they get into the end zone early on and Stephon Johnson doesn't drop it where does that game go is it still a complete disaster if Brendan Presley doesn't get the ball popped out is it still a complete disaster you know so I mean there were a couple of moments where you know does your starting linebacker Xavier Benson need to be in coverage against a, an explosive receiver. Probably not, you know, but is it a... I would have thought Kurt Warner would have an explosive receiver. Yeah. For a son. Yeah, I mean, it's Crazy. such a, it's such a, uh, it was such an anomaly game. So, uh, this, this is a big game. You know, like you said, talking about the, talking about KU, this is in my, well, I mean, every game is, this is an absolute must win ball game. And you should have Dom back. Should. Should yeah. have Hunter Woodard back, would think. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, if, if, you they were, if they were both out for... 
concussion precautionary. type precautionary. You got to think that you're going to have a full stable of running backs back. You're going to get um, another offensive lineman back mm-hmm. who has who has been a starter since week one. Um, as good as Brooks has been doing, my guess is is Woodard steps back in there. I would and, imagine. Yeah, and so you know, defensively, I don't think there were any. I don't think there were any big injuries during the K State game. Not Do offensive you, line, no. No defensively. Oh, oh, yeah, no. I think it's just. I think just Tom, and then the shots that Spencer took. Would be real interest, interested to see if Logan Ward punts. The times that we've seen him here in Stillwater, he's boomed like 60, 70 yarders. Mm-hmm. Which which punter do we get? Do we get Gundy saying directionally punt, and I want you to do you know this and that, or does he say big boy have at it? I would think with youth, I would think the fact that he is what is he a redshirt freshman or I don't think he's a true freshman, is he? Um, I'll let you know. I got it right here. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm not up on my backup punter. Uh, he is a redshirt freshman. I would. Do you think that's the second most popular man on campus? Most popular is obviously the backup quarterback. Do you think right. it's the backup punter is the second most popular man on campus? We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out. Boom, um, 60, 70 yarders you will be. I would think as a redshirt freshman that the game plan is you just go out there and you do just you? kick the ball. Because that's what they – I mean, Arkansas did it at, at, with Pine Bluff. You know, he, he kicks most of the second half – you know, and I so I would imagine that's what it is, because that it took it took three years to <laughs> dropping that pin. I got the fumbles, um, man. Gundy would take me out. It took him three. It took Hutton three years to really, because that first year was atrocious. Because yeah, right. he's got to figure it out. The second year a little bit better, and then obviously was spectacular that third year. So I, I would think the game plan is just let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. So uh, what do you? What would be your key to the key to the game? If OSU comes out of Kansas with a win, whether it's one point, whether it's a thirty point win, what went right to you? Let's see, where's your keys right here? You got run game. You got run the ball. <laughs> run the ball. Because that's it. I obviously you have to have Gunner go out there and, and just be serviceable. You know, he's got to go out there and not turn the ball over if but you have to run the ball. I mean the offensive line has to block. If Dom is back, he has to be able to average more than two yards a carry. If it isn't Dom, if you do have De- uh, DeAndre Jackson, you got to have him be able to run the ball. If it's Ollie, if the the groin issue is no longer there, he's got to be able to run the ball. If it's Jay, excuse me, if it's Jaden Nixon, he's got to be able to run the ball. That's it. I mean, Gunner can't turn the ball over a lot. You know, the defense obviously has to stop people, unlike last week. And and there were times where the defense looked really good. You know, came up with three and outs, four and outs. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kansas State kind of was able to do whatever they wanted to do. And it's hard when the offense is is not on the field. So, I mean, I you, you have to look at the defense and say, well, y'all were out there for a long time. Well, and it's it, there was a point in the second quarter when the offense, defense, coaching staff, the, the fans, everybody just wanted this thing to get to halftime, and I think they got an extra. They got an extra at least seven points out of that. Whenever our, I'm not going to say our giver crap was gone, but it was pretty close. They scored on uh, third and six, a so 31 completion. Philip Brooks down to the OSU one, and then advanced into the end zone, scoring, and that puts them up 21 nothing. Uh, you had a kickoff. Spencer scrambles to the left, two yards out of bounds, and that's when Stephon Johnson 
stumbles and the pass is intercepted by Julius Prince. At that point right there, because you had a no rush or a no gain rush up the middle, Deuce Vaughn, two yard completion, and then you had a forty one yard touchdown to Cade Warner to go up twenty eight nothing with nine minutes left to go in the second quarter. Yeah. So that interception that at that point was like, oh my gosh, it just end it. I mean, we we got to get to the half. So if you can, if you can, if the offense can stay on the field, give the defense rest, and the offense can move the ball, that's it. I would almost and and I'm, Casey Dunn's not going to call me into his into his office, unfortunately, because I'd love to go in there and watch some film sure. and 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 learn from him and just have that dialogue. I would love to see an old. 2008 Denver Broncos, Tim Tebow type type style of game where we're going to pound the ball 40, 45 times. We're going to throw it 15 to 25 times. And the defense is, we're going we're gonna to ride the defense. I would love to see that, that, that type of game, especially if it works out and they win. You know, we win. That's, that's what I would love to see and, and see how those guys can, can get can get after it on defense. I think we can do enough. We are we are athletic enough on defense to overcome some of this communication stuff. Um, I can't say that I have studied uh, Kansas's pre-snap motions and all that to know if they're going to be a straightforward team or a motioning team. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see early on. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I mean. It's very evident that KU is not the same without Jalen Daniels. He practices this week. That's a, that's a good sign for them, the fact that he's back. Because when he was out there, and, and it's what's interesting is, I don't know. He was obviously good. I don't know if he was Heisman good. You know, I mean, Spencer should have been. Now, this past week kind of reset some stuff. But Spencer should have been included in the top 15 players in the country with what just statistically statistically and what he was doing and and he was being overlooked. And I I understand that may sound homerish, but when you just look at how good Spencer had been up until the second half of the TCU game and then you erase that and you look at what he did against Texas, there haven't been too many close to 400-yard games that Spencer has thrown. Now, Kansas State again, Kansas State resets some stuff and, and but if Jalen Daniels is back, it depends on it depends on how healthy he is. If if he is in fact back, I could see them sending out Bean again. You know, I mean they're not they're not great with him out there, but at this point, Kansas, you just want to get bowl eligible, right? And in order to so Kansas, let's see, they've got so what's interesting from an efficiency standpoint, and you know how those, I mean, somehow Gunner had a higher efficiency rating than Spencer did in the last game. So that's right. This is over a bigger sample size. Efficiency rating wise, they're right there, one seventy two to one seventy four. So they are right there with each other. You've got OSU this weekend for Kansas, and then you go to Lubbock. You have Texas at home, and then you have you go to, which is a win. You go then you go to Kansas State. So if you're if you're Leipold, you're looking. Okay, we need one win. We just need, we need to get bowl eligible. Texas, they'll beat Texas at home. They're six. Well, I, I think it'll be Lubbock. You know, it, it, so it depends on if Jalen, like if Jalen Daniels plays this week because they just want him to play, or okay, let's hold him out. Let's make sure he's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. 
a Jalen Daniels-led KU team, I think, could go into Lubbock because Baylor is not as good of a football team as people expected them to be. They're still they're still salty, but Kansas or excuse me, Baylor is not as good, and they throttled Tech at Tech last week. So if you and it was the Patrick Mahomes Hall of Fame Ring of Honor induction day, and he was there, and yeah. they wore their you know throwback uniform. So it was a hype place down in down in Lubbock. I think Kansas, if they figure, you know, if they get Jalen Daniels healthy, they can they get bowl eligible against Tech, and then they have Texas at home the following week. I don't think you get, you. I don't think they go to Manhattan and beat Kansas State, but you want Jalen Daniels as healthy as possible. And if he's seventy percent, and you send him out there against what has been up until last week a pretty salty Oklahoma State defense, I don't know if you want to risk that. So I could see them putting Bean out there at least one more week unless he's just healthy, you know, unless he's just ready to go. So, okay, let's play. What is the, what is Oklahoma state's path to the big 12 championship game? You need TCU. We just want them to win out. Yeah. And then Kansas state's at four and one Oklahoma state, Baylor and Texas are all three and two Kansas state and Texas play each other this week. We have the tiebreaker over Texas. Don't over K state. So Baylor, and Oklahoma State are big Texas fans this weekend. Baylor and Texas still have to play later on. Mm-hmm. We have the tiebreaker over Baylor. Both of those teams. Over both of them, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we need so we need Kansas State to lose twice. Yep. And they are vulnerable against, you got Texas at home, Texas could do it. Um, and then they go to Baylor. So then then we're we're rooting for Baylor at that point. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting it's it's the next four weeks are going to be really interesting because if you look at Oklahoma State, I and again you have to look you have to look past the Kansas State game. You have to look past the anomaly. On paper, Oklahoma State has a decent path, right? I mean, you Kansas on the road. You have Iowa State at home. They've struggled. You go to Norman. That's going to be a tough one, no matter how the seasons go. And then you finish the season at home against West Virginia. Yeah. So I mean, and, and Norman will be difficult because it's always tough to play in Norman, and it's always tough to play an OU team. But you're not facing an OU team like last year. Now OSU isn't as good as they were last year, but yeah. you're not going up against some mega juggernaut in Norman this year. So it's still going to be a tough out, but I like Oklahoma State's. I, I would rather have Oklahoma State's Final Four games than Kansas or Kansas State's Final Four games because their Final Four is much difficult, much more difficult. Although, and that's Kansas State game aside, obviously that's the anomaly game. You have to look past that. You can't doom and gloom it. But this, and it all, it all goes back to this week. It all goes back to a, an absolute must-win game in Lawrence because if you go, if they go up there and lose, to Lawrence and Lawrence lose to KU. No, no, it's it's, it's over, over at that point. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, any of those, any of the last four, uh, for trying to get to the Big Twelve championship, unless I mean, all hell would have to break loose on the on the standings for us to lose another one and still get in. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it'll be. I think it'll if if you're if you get Dom back, you get Hunter Woodard back. You obviously would like your chances more than if you didn't have those two guys, and everything will kind of hinge upon whether or not Oklahoma State can move the ball. And I think Gunner has been in college long enough 
that he's not going to just completely freeze and fall apart because he's on campus in 2020. It's not with the program, but he's on campus. He's working out, joins him in 21. We're coming up on almost two full years of him being in the program. So, And he took some pretty significant snaps last week. Now, not a lot, a lot, but this, this is a big game. This is an important game. Well, that's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We're going to get out of here. Appreciate you listening. We will talk to you next week after the KU game, hopefully in better circumstances. That's right. That's after right. a KU win. We be, after an OSU win at KU. We've got to be positive. we got to be optimistic. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We'll talk to you next time here on pokesreport.com.